What's new at Cold Wax Academy? Rebecca and Jerry have an exciting lineup of online sessions planned as they launch a new year of learning and growth for members of Cold Wax Academy. Winter quarter sessions, which began on January 4th, will feature help with technical issues, photographing your work, developing ideas for imagery, and advice on works in progress. And two special guests, well-known authors Eric Maisel and Sean McNiff, will be conducting interactive sessions with members. As a member, you can also access the private Facebook page and take advantage of the informed and supportive community there of artists who post their paintings and questions. It's never too late to join Cold Wax Academy. All live sessions are recorded and available in the member library. Please visit coldwaxacademy.com for more information as well as basic information about using Cold Wax Medium. That's coldwaxacademy.com. That's all for now. On with the show. Hello and welcome to the Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about gaining clarity and focus in 2023. The beginning of a new year is a time to consider what will bring clarity and focus to your art practice in the months ahead. For many artists, that means setting goals and intentions, and to do so means gaining clarity about what to prioritize. Artist goals tend to cover a lot of ground. Some may be for the work itself, for improving and advancing skills and techniques, or for completing projects. Others may be more personal, like taking steps to overcome procrastination or negative self-talk. Still, other goals fall into the realm of career or professional goals, like gaining gallery representation. Which are most important for you? Today, we will talk about these various types of goals and intentions for artists. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. So we all know that setting goals and intentions and making resolutions is a common practice when we start a new year. And as artists, we're often advised to set goals, but I don't think it makes sense to do this randomly or to do it just because it's good advice. (laughs) We're told to do this. Um, What you really want when you do this is to gain ground in some kind of logical progression, one thing building on another thing. Um, With all the moving parts that you deal with in a studio practice, how do you prioritize what it is that you want to work on? So today I thought we'd take a step back and think about these different kinds of goals and things to consider um, so that you can work more effectively to get things accomplished. And Before I get into it too far, I know that not everybody is in favor of having precise, definite goals. Um, For some people, that just isn't workable, or it it seems too structured or too inhibiting. I'm afraid I fall into that camp a little bit myself. Um, I think if I, like some other people, uh, just need a clear thought or two as a guide, and that works for me. Maybe if you hesitate about the word goal, the word intentions works better for you. It's a little more forgiving somehow. But to get going with this session, I looked up the word goal on the on the um, on the dictionary because I thought, why why does it feel like so much pressure to say this as a goal? And actually, the dictionary definition is pretty simple, and it just says uh, a goal is the object of a person's ambition or effort. 
an aim or a desired result. So, you know, that's that's actually pretty low key. So that's <laughs> straightforward. So for today, I'm going to be just fine using that word. Um, well, and we're certainly not talking about resolutions because that is just way too much pressure. <laughs> right. We're not, we're avoiding that completely. Um, okay. So uh, I think, um, you know, you do need this. You do, you do need a goal or whatever you want to call it to gain clarity and focus when you have ambitions, when you have aims, like it says in the dictionary, and you want to get there, um, there, there are ways to do that. There are, you know, steps to take. And so that's what I want to get into and also some different areas in which to do that. But in general, I think it's really good advice to get specific about what it is you're dealing with and actually writing that down, writing down what you feel are your issues or your challenges and what steps you could take to deal with them. And and doing that, you know, whenever you feel like really blocked or at some kind of crossroads, some big decision, or you're overwhelmed, or, you know, if you're good at this, you can make it a regular habit and, and do it um, more often than once a year, which is kind of um, traditional. We do it now at this time of year, but you could make that more of a habit. And I just think it really helps you get uh, clarity, get awareness um, of where, you know, where the sticking points are. And you can start with pretty general feelings of like, why am I stuck? Um, how come I don't feel more motivated, those kinds of things. And then, um, but try to get more specific with the questions you're asking yourself, like, do I need to change galleries? Is my studio situation okay? Um, any personal issues holding me back? Um, do I lack motivation? And so the whole point here is to write things down and make notes rather than just letting this stuff run around in your head and sort of stewing about it. Because if you're trying to gain clarity, it really does help to write things down. And and you can include positive things too, like, um, you know, what are you excited about doing this year? Um, what what opportunities are you ready to go after? Maybe you've been contemplating the idea of an artist residency or something like that. Is is this the year to do it? So those are things that can you know get you get you feeling energized and positive, along with these things that say, oh, okay, that needs some work. Um, and I just think that the more specific you can be, um, the more focused you can be, the better. I think it's a good thing that you mentioned going on artist residencies. Like a lot of these goals and intentions can be things that are are very positive. It's good to it's good to have some self reflection to know here's what I need to improve. And and some of those things are I mean all of these things should be things that make your life better. You know they they should and they, so they should all be positive things. And they not they don't need to be scary. You don't need to b- beat yourself up about it. Um, you know like I, I I just pulled up my goals that. Uh, my wife Kara and I, we kind of sat down and made some goals for for 2023, um, and and you know I have uh, be debt free except for the mortgage on there. Um, that one's uh, it, it's gonna be it's that one's gonna be hard. Um, but uh, we also have go to the beach once a month and uh, <laughs> right the good things, the yeah, more fun things. Go to Wisconsin, Very take important. a family vacation, go on a date once a month. Yeah, those things are important and easily overlooked when you're when you're, you know, nose to the grindstone planning and and some of the things that you want to plan for that are positive 
take a lot of, you know, like if you were, if an artist were to apply for a residency and they did it now, the residency might not even happen this year. It might be next year. So some things or you know, having a, a show in a gallery might take many months. So, um, you know, planning ahead uh, in terms of some goals that are going to be further out um, is a good thing. So it is a it's a good thing to do at the beginning of the year as you consider, you know, other things that are happening during the year ahead and and so on. Um, and and as you say, yeah, have some fun too, and and realize even the difficult things are eventually going to help you. So it's just kind of. Mm, yeah, grit your teeth, do it. <laughs> and really, you know, we've, we've talked about procrastination recently and the, the whole thing that some of the things that you hesitate to to declare that you're going to do or you never get around to doing them, you, your expectations are more negative than how it actually goes. So, you know, that's that's part of this too. Uh, you may write things down that you you, as you write it down, you think, oh, that's a procrastination point, you know, <laughs> and, and trying to use some of the things we talked about in that episode to, to get past that. But so I, I had these categories for artists that I wanted to get into about, that are kind of areas where you, you can set goals and intentions around. Um, and so I identified four of these, and I'm going to suggest that you consider, um, if you're listening to this and thinking, yeah, I want to do this, um, consider looking at these in the order that I'm going to say them because they build on each other. And the first two are groundwork, um, and they're kind of about understanding your own motivations and your challenges that you may have uh, in, inside, inner things. And then the second two are more practical applications. They're more achievement-oriented. So... Um, these are the first one, and I'll go through these individually, but the first one is mindset, personal issues, um, inner work that you need to do. The second one is is your studio practice as a whole. And by that, I don't mean what you do day to day, but sort of how you think about it, um, where you want to put your energy. So those are the two kind of uh, underlying things that are really good to address. And then the the last two are the more um, you know uh, factual things about your work, the more practical things do you need to improve your use of color, et cetera, things like that. And then the last one are um, concerns about your professional life, your career, uh, where are you taking your art? Are you getting it out into the world? So so um, those are the four, and I think they're fairly distinct. And so I'm gonna go into those in a little bit of detail. Um, the first one, which is mindset, inner work, personal issues. Um, again, things we've talked about on the podcast, negative self-talk, procrastination, um, avoidance behavior, lack of confidence. There are a lot of these that, that artists deal with. And when you're setting goals, you might not really think about them because we tend to think of goals as these things we do out in the world or things that have achievable results. But if these things are holding you back, addressing them really needs to be a goal. Um, they they may be the most important thing in order to achieve whatever else you've got in mind. So that involves, uh, you know, are there are they the kind of behaviors that are self sabotaging that you do, avoidance behavior, um, 
any underlying blocks to what you're what you're actually going to achieve and so you can set goals around that and they they're not going to have the same kind of um you know markers as say getting a solo show you're not going to necessarily say i've achieved this because these are things that just take a lot of work over time you're going to make some steps and things will get better but a few things that you might consider is if you need a coach, uh, a mentor, an art coach who can deal with these kind of issues along with talking about your work uh, or possibly some type of therapy if the issues are really deep and problematic. Um, There's a lot of sort of life coaches and art coaches that that can help you find, you know, positive outlooks and, and ways to go forward. Another easy step maybe is to get some friends involved to kind of hold you accountable. And so you're checking in with each other and saying, so how'd it go this week? How are you feeling? Uh, Do you want me to come over and see what you're doing? That kind of thing. Um, And that's really positive. It's energizing and you feel um, part of something larger than yourself because art tends to be very isolating. And uh, maybe some some good reading, some good books. Um, Eric Maisel is a really good author um, writing about all these topics about um, the, the, the inner life of the artist, I guess, the inner life of the creative person or anyone who's trying to accomplish things. What's, what's holding you back? Where are the stumbling points? And he's got exercises and all kinds of things to deal with that. Um, another good author that we just discovered is Joey Cafone. Uh, he wrote a book called The Laws of Creativity, which is full of a lot of great ideas, um, including this sort of inner inner stuff that you have to deal with. Uh, we're actually going to have him on as a guest on the podcast um, soon. So we're eager to talk to him. And these kind of uh, self-help books, if you will, that are aimed at creative people and artists really can boost you, really can help you stop and think, what is it? What can I do about it? Um, and I just, uh, you know, these these things are so basic. If you're struggling all the time with confidence, you probably aren't going to be able to take the other steps that, uh, in the other areas of the goals that we're going to talk about here. So that's a big one, and it's really basic. Um, and the other one that's kind of a an underlying thing is considering your studio practice as a whole, like, what is your holistic view of what you do as an artist? Because that's, that can be a really good guide in setting goals and making decisions and things. So it's uh, kind of curious, because um, I realized recently when in, in teaching um, about teaching on Cold Wax Academy about intentions and so on, I realized that you know, we talk a lot about setting intentions for your work in terms of, you know, ideas or what you need to develop and that sort of thing. But what about intentions for your art practice itself? Like, how do you view it? Um, And is it um, something, I mean, this isn't set in stone, it can change. But how do you view it right now in terms of your intentions? How is this changed? Or do you see it changing in the future? Um, And, and, the term art practice, um, I, I use that a lot. I mean, I talk about that a lot. It's it just seems to be a good word to encompass um, the whole art part of your life. So it's not just what you produce; 
it's your life as an artist. Um, everything involved in creating your work. And if, if you think about that word practice, it's used for other things like spiritual practice, yoga practice, meditation practice, to mean this is something meaningful that you do, and it's beneficial to you, and you do it on a regular basis. So it's it's a part of your life. And so looking at that part of your life, um, why do you do this? You know, what do you ultimately want from your studio practice? So this is a really basic thing to get clar clarity about. Um, if you can say what it means to you and what you expect it to mean going forward, that helps you be clear about your goals and motivations and decisions. So um, a few examples of that, like if you decided that your studio practice, in your studio practice, more than anything, you want to be able to earn income with your work. Uh, so that means you're going to set goals that support that idea. So, um, and it, it brings some clarity to your decisions. You might not go after venues and opportunities that don't really offer much return on on your time. You might set your aims higher for a gallery that has good traffic and connections. Um, you might need to, to give up some things in your life that are pulling you in other directions. But having that basic understanding, this is what I want. And so then the goals can fall into line with that. Um, another one, um, someone might say, well, Really, what I want to do, especially in the in the coming year, is to be part of an interesting art community, and that that will motivate me. I'll be able to exchange ideas, um, and so if that's really what you want um, for the foreseeable future, then your goals have to support that, um, rather than focusing on selling your work, for example. So you might decide that you're going to find a local art group or start a local art group. You might uh, set up Zoom calls with your art friends. Um, you might join Cold Wax Academy, which is a great community, online community that's very supportive. Um, so thinking about if that's what you want, then focus there. Um, and the last one I thought of was, well, maybe when you think about it, you say, you know, I'm not really into selling my work or even exhibiting my work. That's that's not important to me uh, as much as, uh, or exhibiting my work in commercial spaces, but I do want to show my work. So I'd like to share it with people and I don't care about the whole commercial aspect of it. So in that case, your goals might be uh, focused on nonprofit spaces, uh, university gallery maybe a small museum in your area, something like that. Um, maybe having more open studio events just to share your art, just to share what you do. And so that's what I mean by this overall view of, you know, what do you want from this part of your life? And can your goals uh, be in alignment with that? Let's take a quick minute to look at the deals at Blick. Well, the holiday season may be over, but if you're interested in cold wax medium, now is the most wonderful time of the year at Blick. Because gambling, cold wax medium is 40% off. It's that time that you wait for to buy your cold wax medium at a fantastic discount. So to take advantage of that offer and to support the Messy Studio podcast, please remember to use our affiliate link. This is tremendously important. It does so much to help us. That affiliate link is, of course, MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. 
It takes you straight through to the regular Blick website, but when you use our affiliate link, Blick donates a very generous 10% commission to the Messy Studio Podcast. So once again, that's MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick, B-L-I-C-K, to get your gambling cold wax medium for 40% off. All right, let's get back into the show. Okay, so I just talked about those sort of Mm, those are a lot. That's a lot of thinking, right? That's a lot of uh, inner, you know, self-reflection, contemplation. That's all good. Um, so I want to get into a few more practical type of goals, practical steps uh, about your work itself. And as artists, we're we always need to look at our work and say, okay, you know, what do I want to work on next? Are there improvements I need to make? Are there projects I have in mind? Um, what's going on actually in the studio as you work? Um, and this could imp- this could be like productivity goals, maybe more hours in the studio, maybe more actually producing more work, number of pieces, because a lot of people have trouble really finishing things. So maybe your goal is to finish X number of pieces. Um, maybe you recognize that you need more practice with your skills and techniques. Um, Maybe you have ideas like, I really want to scale up my work, want to make it bigger. Um, I want to learn more about color, things like that. Or maybe it's the content of your work. You want to to become better at expressing your ideas. Um, If you have any upcoming commitments... These, you know, goals to reach those commitments are also generally in this practical realm. Uh, say you have a, an exhibit lined up. And so, you know, we, we've done podcasts about getting ready for an exhibition and all the steps that it takes and recognizing how much time that takes. And so when you're setting goals, these kind of more practical, specific goals, understanding you know, giving yourself the right amount of time to do them is really important. And so when you when you set out the different steps that are involved, you get a sense of, okay, I have to have this done by then, I have to have this done by then. Um, it is uh, easy to crowd yourself and overwhelm yourself. I speak from experience. <laughs> so trying to, you know, uh, set things out over a period of time that will work for you and that that also might involve goals for anything that you want to get involved with any specific goal um maybe you want to try a new medium maybe you want to maybe you do want to aim for an artist residency or you want to sign up for a workshop with somebody that you want to work with and as i mentioned in the intro some of those things do have to be planned way ahead so you know these these practical things and i think a lot of times when people say setting goals as an artist they they they're in this realm the you know i really i really need to spend more time in the studio for example these are quantifiable to some extent i mean they are they are meetable goals and you can usually really track your progress so it's a it's a good realm but as i as i kind of said uh in the beginning it is also really helpful to have that groundwork of why are you doing this, some motivations, as well as confronting any inner demons that are holding you back. Um, and, and again, writing things down, um, tracking it as much as you care to is, is a good thing. 
when we're looking um, at what what our priorities are uh, for the coming year, do you have any any tips for how? Because it, I mean, it's really easy to come up with. Well, I want to do this. I want to get into a gallery. I want to do a workshop. I want to you know work with a mentor. <laughs> right. You know, do we have do you have a way to kind of prioritize that or um, a way to budget for things and and decide? Okay, here here's what's really important. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to work on and prioritize um, versus trying to do everything all at once. <laughs> right. So I think, um, again, starting with the first two steps that I mentioned, particularly for what you're talking about, that second one, um, where do I see my studio practice going as a whole? And, um, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you, you ask yourself this about your own business, where do I, what direction do I want to be heading? And that's, that's the biggest um, uh, way to set your path, because there are a lot of things that may come up that will distract you. And I figured out pretty, I don't know, at some point in my art career that I was getting pulled in too many directions um, for my time and energy. And so for myself, deciding, yes, I want to make a living selling my artwork became, that's the highway, you know, I'm going to stay on that highway and there are other pathways as well that lead off. I've gotten very involved in teaching, but I've been able to keep that focus on this is this is who I am. This is what I really want to do. So that's kind of the big picture. When it gets down to all the smaller decisions, um, yeah, I think there's a there's a lot of prioritizing in this last category that I talked about. These things that you want to do that are kind of practical things to accomplish, and. I would say the best thing is to look at them to see how they fit in with the bigger picture, which ones are most important to get to your higher aims for for where you're going, for staying on that highway, and which things might be um, side things. And, you know, hopefully you have time for some side things. But um, I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I, I think that it's uh, it's just it's easy to get overwhelmed, you know, if, if you... Mm-hmm. If you don't have a, a little bit of a systematic approach in terms of, of mm-hmm. how you identify what's really important, uh, and and so I I guess I was wondering is if there are particular things uh, that you think are more important than others. Um, well, it, as far as becoming more structured about it, I think writing things down is great. Um, as far as th- certain things being more important than other things, um, it's, I mean, I'm sure it's situational. It is situational, and I, I think maybe uh, I'll go through this last category, and then we'll come back to this, because the last category has to do with these goals that are sort of outside yourself, these career and professional goals. If those are important to you, then I think other things fall into place behind that. Um, and again, going back to what what do you see as your goals for where does this, what role does this play in your life? Um the goals that really feed into that should be prioritized. For example, if you decided, when I talked about somebody who might want to prioritize getting involved in an art community, then maybe some of the practical things in the studio aren't quite as important. Maybe it's more of a social thing. You want to reach out, you want to start talking to people um, as as your main priority. So um, I, I think you know, trying to get the big picture and then seeing what falls into place behind that in a, in a logical way is 
is the best answer I can give. Uh, but I do want to go over this last category too, which is um, uh, it's important to realize how closely your career and professional aspirations are tied in with these other categories, especially uh, the last one, what you want to achieve in the studio, um, obviously has a strong relationship to getting it out there, you know, getting it uh, into places where you want it to be seen. So your work always comes first. Um, but those other, uh, the, those other categories also, I mean, your inner issues like your sense of confidence if you're not working on that, it's probably going to be much harder to make any professional gains, career gains. You're going to be struggling with that a lot. Um, so uh, the the unfortunate thing about this whole category is that a lot of artists jump straight into professional goals, career goals, um, before they're really ready to in terms of their work or their inner issues or their you know, sort of career path that they have in their mind. They haven't really figured that out. And so this is, uh, if you if you have these kind of aspirations, it's important to understand where you want to put your energy because it's a big art world out there. Um, but I, unfortunately, when people jump into it too soon, um, maybe they're feeling some pressure to justify their art practice by beginning to sell their work, by getting into galleries and so on, it, it sort of um, validates what you're trying to say is that I'm an artist, I'm doing this work. And if you can say, and I just got into a gallery, well, that that's convincing to other people. So this kind of outside validation becomes important. And if you recognize that that's what you're doing, that's really pretty discouraging. And it, it's going to involve a lot of rejection and confusion. So... In this category, I would say questioning why uh, why you want to proceed with a career or a profession in art if that's where you're at, and um, you know what are what are the steps involved in that. Most career goals in the art world happen after at least a few years of regular hard work to get your work to the point, get your artwork to the point of being taken seriously in the, in the bigger world. So those are just sort of cautions for setting goals around in this area before you're really ready and, and working through the other parts of your art life before you get there. But if you're there, you know, and you say, okay, yes, I'm there. My work is strong enough. My work is consistent. Um, I've gotten good feedback about it, you know, feeling like, okay, time to do something, uh, time to grow in the in my professional sphere um again it's really um consider important to consider those those goals that you have for your practice as a whole what type of galleries would fit in with that are they going to be regional because you prefer to keep yourself closer to home uh, with your work um, are you ready to to branch out further um, and just understanding all the small steps that it takes to get to a good gallery to, to get to the point of having a solo show and then setting those, you know, smaller goals to get there. That's, that's just very standard advice, right? Break it up into smaller steps. I think when you, when you're saying it can get confusing and overwhelming, it may be because there's a lot of small steps. And so if your list of goals consists of things that actually fit into a bigger category, 
I think it's helpful to group them and that those categories will be different depending on what it is that you do uh, in life. But, um, you know, it's just like when I write a to-do list for everyday life, I just put, I just empty my head. I put everything down and then I look at it and I say, oh, that's just crazy. It's all over the place. And then sometimes I rewrite it and I say, what are the art things I need to do? What are the, you know, personal things, the health things, whatever, make different categories. And all of a sudden it becomes less overwhelming. It becomes more doable. And if you can break down your, your, you need to break the big goals down into smaller goals, but recognize when the smaller goals are too scattered and they're actually part of something bigger. That's maybe a list making advice. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Yeah. Um, I think this is very individualized, like so many things, how you, the listener, set your goals, how you pursue them. Of course, it has to work for you. It's up to you. Um, some people want and need more structure. Others are okay with just having some clear ideas in mind, and that's that's kind of what they need to go forward. Um, but I, I do think that considering these different areas that we've talked about, the how they build on one another, how they're related, um, how they can be distinguished from one another, I think that is a way to gain some clarity and focus and not feel too scattered and overwhelmed. And, and just bringing awareness to which of those kind of realms of goals that we've talked about are are the right ones for you to get more involved with all right well that just about wraps up this episode of the messy studio for more from the messy studio please go to messystudiopodcast.com and sign up for the email list you can also find the messy studio on facebook as well as rebecca's public profile page for more from rebecca kroll check out rebeccacroll.com and cold wax academy at coldwaxacademy.com be sure to sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. For more from myself, Ross Tickner, check out rosstickner.com. The Messy Studio is a Tick Digital Media production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. Until then, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.